You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Financial expert Todd Barker with me. Now, Todd, let's say, you know, if you're sitting down across the table from someone and they are trying, they're telling you what they want to do and they're not really listening to you, it's kind of hard to speak frankly and because you don't want to correct them, you want to guide them, right? You understand what I mean? Like slap, this is what somebody talks to me about real estate and say, well, this is what I'm gonna do. What I don't like to be in a corrective position. I like to be in a guiding position of like, these are the things that we should talk about and how we should lay it out. So in order to do that, I try to talk to people ahead of time and say, these are the things that you should know and consider so that it's easier to have that conversation. Did you follow that? Yeah. Okay. What I heard is you're trying to coach people. Right. So, And you come from a place of expertise, knowledge, and experience. I'm setting this up for you to say, what are these times when you're sitting down and talking to someone and you just want to pull your hair out and scream, you're not listening to me? <laughs> tell well, us what tell us what we need to know from your perspective the the mistakes that we're we're making. Yeah. Well, largely and and this is a a really interesting idea because I think the market itself, finance, your dollars um is all behavioral. So there's an interesting book that's out recently by Morgan Housel called The Psychology of Money. And, and he kind of opens up this idea. But essentially, if you think about how your parents talked about money, how they treated money, how you saw money, how you had money or didn't have money, that shapes all of your behaviors around what you do with money. Poverty, poverty is a, a complete mindset. I mean, there are studies that prove that. It is absolutely a mindset. And what happens is your mindset, your identity, your value system, it leads to actions or or rituals, right, which then actually either get reinforced or reinterpreted all over again. And so if you're doing something and it leads to the same result and it's reinforcing it, you're going to have a bias towards doing that again. And so um, that's where we get recency bias and people think, well, it used to work this way, so I'll do it again. The same thing, if I'm sitting down with someone and I'm talking about their money and they say, well, I want to be really safe and put it in CDs. And I'm thinking, okay, you're not hearing me. CDs right now are giving you a quarter of a percent. They're actually losing money. So you think you're gaining money, but you're not keeping pace with inflation. So you're actually losing money. And and so there's this idea that um, that somehow <laughs> you hear you hear this is audible in the background. I just made sure I reloaded the psychology of money in my library. It's now a, that you've mentioned it's it. a it's a really great book. It's great for anyone who wants to understand their relationship to money. Yeah. And 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 this is really a fascinating idea because we live in a very rich country in a very rich time in history, arguably the most rich. And I'm defining rich as the capacity to, to make money, right? We can go, we can, we can start companies, we can get jobs, we can, we can do things to create money. We're financially mobile. Absolutely. Because, we, because we're not locked into a caste system. The, the, the caste system that we're locked into is in our heads. It's in typically. our heads. 
but it has nothing, being rich has nothing to do with wealth. I meet a lot of people who think, oh, I, I, I want a million dollars. And then I start asking them questions on what that means. And they start describing how they want to spend a million dollars. Well, the surefire way to not have a million dollars is to spend it, is to spend a million dollars. That's funny. And so wealth is actually the, the spread or the difference between our capacity to make money and how much we spend. And when you add the magic factor of time, and that's really um, the biggest component to money and to finance is time. Um, then that's where massive amounts of wealth is created. Now, can I keep that exact thought? Because this is powerful to me in, in talking to my real estate clients. If, when someone says, well, I want $300,000 for my house, the answer is today your house is worth $250,000 in this hypothetical example. And you can get $300,000 in 18 months or whatever time period this is. But over that 18-month period of time, it's going to cost you so much money that it's not going to be worth the time you're waiting because yeah. the time value of money has to be factored into all of this. So I had to make that point. Now you continue. No, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. Uh, uh, money has a time value to it. And so once you understand that component, along with your own behavioral biases, you can begin to break down and reconstruct how to build wealth. The simplest way is to control your behavior. So whether we're talking about dollar cost averaging, which is regardless of what's happening, I'm taking a percentage of my income and saving it every month, or whether we're talking about you know how long something is in the market and that compounding interest. I'll give you two, two quick examples. One's a money one and one's not. Um, Warren Buffett, one of the richest men ever, got the mass of his wealth in the last 20 years. He's 87 years old, I, I believe. And he didn't cross his first billion till 67, okay? Now he's worth 84 billion. That growth happened because of the compounding time in money. He started his investing when he was 10 years old. Could you stick with something for 77 years? Because that's how you get rich doing it. Yeah. And, and, and same thing, if you go to a gym and you go to like a, a fitness expert and you're getting coached or you're doing CrossFit, you know what they will tell you is time under pressure is what builds muscle. So it's not the, just the number of repetitions, but how long are you holding that repetition to maximize the growth in the breakdown of, of the physical components of your body? Well, this is, this is just a life lesson of consistency. Anything it, that you do consistently, even now, the bad habits, consistent bad habits are, I mean, you, you see those trajectories just go the opposite direction. So it works good and bad. So let's flip it back to your original scenario. I'm sitting at the table with someone and I need to coach them. And I'm pulling my hair out because they're not hearing me. The first step is we have to allow people the space to understand where they are and why they're doing what they're doing. And when we align it with their goals and their hopes and dreams, now the behavioral steps start to become more clear. Not always, but they start to become more clear. Well, and understanding those motivations behind the decisions is really all what good coaching is all about anyway. 
So, so yes, it's there. And my advice is understand where you're coming from to know where you're going. Uh, Awesome. Awesome stuff. Good stuff. Todd Barker, financial expert with Edward Jones. Thank you, Todd. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.